it's not a joke that leaders take this this uh, motivational video to to start the change and then they disappear because they do how do they create a communication channel that is two-way channel and synchronous enough so um, th- those from my perspective are maybe the two main issues and then the individualism individualism to understand that that we are human beings we have different uh, approaches to change and and some of us are more willing to change than the others hi and welcome to stop killing deals today we will explore an outside perspective on change management with iro poyanoxa iro is an international change management and digital service professional with more than 15 years experience. He is currently a member of the board in MPS Enterprises in Finland and is actively consulting, training and coaching corporate clients in many industries. So welcome, Iro, to the show. Thanks a lot. It's a great pleasure. Great to have you. And the topic of the day is change management. And before we jump in and uh, talk about it, could you share your definition of this broad topic what does change management mean to you well to me initially it means kind of to get people to work differently maybe also think differently however for me uh, by experience i've kind of separated two types of changes meaning kind of a renewal where you head somewhere even without knowing where you're heading you just have a direction and then a change project, which is kind of, which has borders, limits, uh, more defined objectives. So kind of fundamentally, I see that those two types of changes are pretty much different, although having same same elements. Mm. And uh, what we all know or have read about is that a lot of change projects fail. Uh, I guess it it depends on a lot of factors, but some of it is that we as people as human beings we don't really like change so what what, do you think this is true and and why Um, why do people resist change you think well as we know from from a huge amount of studies we are different we people we are different so uh, we know that 20 percent of us are very pro change so we cannot basically live in a static environment however also 20% resists any change whatsoever and the rest are in between which for my idea is pretty much dependent on how they are motivated by external also external motivation how they are led how they are motivated to to work for the change because all changes it needs work yeah it does. And, and how do you figure out who these 20% that always resist change are, unless you already know? And how do you, how do you get them to join uh, on this uh, change uh, journey? Well, of course, the critical issue there is time. You have to give them more time that, that you, have, you give to those who are kind of the forerunners in the changes. And you cannot expect them to jump on uh, to the first row of, of the change in the beginning. So that needs the pressure of the others. So you have to make uh, make that type of change together. If you 
if you kind of let them do it by themselves, it's very seldom that, that they succeed. And, and also you should be realistic in your expectations because that's why most changes fail. You are not realistic in the beginning of how do we get all on board. Uh, and there, there also one critical element is kind of timing or synchronization of, of the change because in many organizations, kind of when the leaders are in the summertime, uh, the, the personnel is still kind of skiing in the snow. So, so, and the leaders, they really are not interested in, in skiing in the snow at that point when, when it's 25 degrees outside. So, so the, the timing of the topics and kind of the synchronizing the discussion and, and involvement is critical uh, in, when we talk about the organizational change. Right. So something I see a lot is that management and leadership discuss uh the change for a longer time yes. and maybe they even have a fully baked cake to say this is how the cake will look uh, yeah. and now you need to eat the cake so you're saying that you really need to engage uh, everyone a lot sooner yes or come back as a leader come back when the change is kind of really happening in the organization so so kind of uh, formulate the the channel to discuss with the people when they have the change, not when you when you have the change. So mm. so also kind of have a little persistence in in that sense to come back to the issue when it's relevant for the personnel, not so that you are already in the next change, preparing the next one, and not taking right. part in 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 the kind of present changes. Uh, and there, of course, that that's an attitude issue, but it's also kind of a tools issue. How do you communicate throughout the organization with a feedback channel that is relevant in that time? Mm. So, so that, it's also a systems issue as well as it's a cultural issue. So of all the change management projects you've been involved in, would you say that most of them have been driven by a, a need to change because there is a problem? Uh, a burning platform, so to speak, or because we change to achieve something better and, and, and just drive improvements. And between these different projects, what, what is um, easier and what is harder from your perspective? Well, kind of my practical experience is that when we have a burning platform, the change becomes easier because it unites kind of. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, as as we know, kind of the negatives wake you up. So so when you have the negatives up front, you you have to change. So the the, the need is is there. It's relevant. It's visible. Uh, uh, therefore, kind of the the background for the change is stronger. But when you head for something new, which is uncertain, where you have to kind of lead the right direction, and you don't even don't know what the outcome will be of the change. So then it's much, much more kind of complicated. Like on a personal, personal level, if, you are, uh, if your change is losing weight, mm -hmm. you have pretty clear goal. It might be also, also critical or, or, or essential. But if you are heading for happier life, so what you have to do, where you will be, what elements there will be, it's much more difficult. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
And I guess we we just the, the entire world has gone through a big change with the pandemic and uh, having to work from home and becoming much more digital. Uh, and 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 there hasn't been much much of a choice there. So that's that's an interesting change that we've just all gone through. Yeah. Again, the digitalization uh, by heading to something better without having this type of urgent need would have probably taken four times as long. Yeah. Now, when we had the urgent need, the motivation was there. We had to do something. So we ended up doing that much, much quicker. And yeah. uh, uh, the same applies to a cultural change. When you, when you are changing the culture, if you start changing the culture by talking, the experience, uh, and for example, a Harvard study shows that you only can affect the leadership team, but the others need more practical tools like processes, rules, guidelines, hierarchies, systems, kind of that makes the, the change kind of, uh, kind of mandatory and needed. You have to follow some new practice in order to, to be successful. And that then creates the change within the culture as well. Right. That's interesting. So how important is middle management uh, based on that information you just shared? Well, they, they have several kind of critical roles, of course, uh, kind of uh, holding back a bit of those forerunners who are kind of proceeding too fast. And then, of course, supporting those laggards that that come behind so so uh, the first element is kind of to keep the organization together in the change and then of course uh, how how the middle management manages themselves is a, is a big issue in in many companies because also there you have those who are forerunners those who, who are kind of uh, at least the late majority so so how do i motivate myself to lead the change when i'm a bit suspicious myself mm -hmm. and also there you need the active kind of synchronous communication tools processes kind of to support those kind of uh, late majority managers who are a bit doubt, in doubt themselves so the, the individualism is a big issue in, in leadership at the moment so the, it's not about telling how to do it's about listening how an individual is developing and support that development uh, and the same applies to the mid-management it's not the bunch of mid-managers they are individuals where you have to kind of uh, have the communication channel open with them all the time so that you know where they go yes very interesting and, and based on your experience and i know this might be a hard question but uh, what what would you say are the top sort of uh, mistakes that are made uh, when you enter a big change uh, project? If we maybe look at more the organizational uh, and culture change. Yeah, maybe the first one is kind of not understanding the, the format of the change, kind of how, uh, how kind of uh, clear boundaries the change have or does not have. And the second is kind of the rhythm. So mm -hmm. it's not a joke that, that uh, leaders kind of, they, they 
take this this uh, motivational video to to start the change and then they disappear because they do uh, right. and how do they create a communication channel that's that is two-way channel and synchronous enough so um, th those for my uh, perspective are maybe the two main issues and then the individualism individualism to understand that that we are human beings we have different uh, approaches to change and and some of us are more willing to change than the others yes and when you say boundaries of of the project what what do you can you exemplify that what do you mean by that yeah i mainly mean kind of the the way how to lead the change when when we have a kind of practical goal we are leading the project by process we have a, a kind of steps how do we go forward? We have timelines, we, we have checkpoints, we have responsibilities, who's taking care of what, and the success becomes through managing that kind of project and process well within those boundaries. Uh, but when we have transformation types of projects, we, which uh, kind of include more attitude and behavioral issues, we only can kind of lead the direction where we are leading the communication channels, we are leading the kind of uh, attitudes, we are promoting the change by being an example, and we don't know yet where we are going. Right. So if we are trying to kind of format those changes uh, in a wrong way, so put the transformation into a project, we normally fail. Because the, the boundaries, they are not there really. Uh, the time scale will be uh, unrealistic. Uh, the responsibilities are fake, and so on and so on. Mm. So, so we have to understand the nature of the change in order to be successful. Mm. And uh, in your experience, have you found some industries to be better at this than other industries? Well, I've been working mainly with uh, with the telecom industry, uh, then kind of heavy industry like forest industry, metal industry, and then consult consultation type of services uh, industries. Uh, and uh, in my experience, kind of it used to be so that the telco companies they were quicker than the others. Mm -hmm. So they had stronger emphasis maybe to manage the change they used. The, the most modern tools and so on. Uh, but nowadays, I don't know if it's only my idea, but it seems to be that kind of uh, big service industries and, and also heavy industries have taken a, a leap in, in uh, managing change. And maybe those kind of so-called modern companies, IT and telco companies, are not proceeding any more the faster than, than those traditional industries are. Mm. We, ha we have been seeing some great transformation from, let's say, uh, old CO2 energy companies to modern biofuel companies and so on and so on, which has been a kind of great examples of both managing transformation and leading change in, in those smaller scale projects. Mm, very interesting. And how about cultures? I mean, if, we, if you're leading a, an international or global change project you also have cultural aspects to 
to consider yes. any 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 interesting uh, learnings from that perspective there we work quite closely with with the uh, hofstede insights uh, who has pretty much on both scientific and and practical studies on the issue and and therefore my experience the key issue is that, uh, that there's a culture element called uh, kind of a local culture versus professional culture and and local means that i'm tied to local practices maybe my local boss as a team we can decide how to operate and the right. professional culture is that we are heading for the best in the world our profession has to be kind of among the best we have we, we must know how we develop and so on. so it seems to be that that culture uh, is pretty heavily connected into how can we manage, manage this type of bigger scale or competence-based uh, changes. And, and it seems to be so that if the culture is very local, locally oriented, the changes are pretty difficult. It's really hard to scale up the change. Mm. It may be that there are excellent kind of teams or excellent uh, subsidiaries, but on a big scale, if the culture is very local, the change is, is very difficult. Hmm. Versus if you are very professionally oriented, so we are heading for the best, we are learning from the best, kind of we, we already have uh, built up a culture that, that we are not there yet. So, right. so that helps. Interesting. There's one, one definite question that in those cultural studies, for example, that, that uh, uh, are uh, do we have a lot to learn so are we already there or do we have a lot to learn mm -hmm. and and if the answers are like i know that in some companies they have kind of 95 percent there that hey we know how to do this so the, in those companies the change will be difficult and uh when you start a larger change initiative would you recommend to really break it up and start small and, and take it in break it out into phases or go big directly or what's what's your take on that yeah yeah as kind of uh, uh try to emphasize that you have to understand that what is the transformation what is the big scale change that we mm -hmm. are doing and kind of choose the correct uh, leadership actions for that and then split it into smaller kind of change project with clear boundaries Clear, right. clear responsibilities, but still communicate the big picture all the time so that people know that, hey, this project, this change is connected to the transformation in a certain way. What has been the uh, most successful and memorable change journey you, you have been on? Well, that's a bit difficult maybe to say some of them, of course, also some, somehow confidential, but but maybe the, the most memorable ones were already in, in the kind of mid-2000, uh, like 2005, 6, 7, where we were, uh, uh, we were kind of heavily involved with the changes in Nokia mobile phones at that time, when, when they were mm -hmm. growing really fast. And we were implementing then kind of uh, social networking tools to support uh, the change management and and that's one of the 
few cases that I've seen that the viral change really kind of can be fast and kind of powerful, powerful tool in, in uh, managing change. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. So if someone listening to this, who's uh, where this topic is a bit new perhaps to them, um, where would you suggest they start to learn more? Are, are there any go-to books, sites, resources? Well, uh, if I now kind of speak from my own interests, uh, which is pretty much now on the cultural side, so uh, the hofstedeinsights.com uh, on a cultural uh, perspective uh, is, a, I feel, a very great source of, of cultural information. Then, of course, uh, of course, kind of the, the big studies that, that uh, are presented in quite many of the Harvard Business Review kind of articles are my main sources of, uh, of kind of information. And I also like to, to Google a lot on the international big consulting firm change management sites because they have pretty interesting stories uh, now and then. Uh, Learning-wise, kind of which is my kind of second profession kind of uh, profession uh, the digital learning environment that is in my opinion pretty heavily connected to change so bursting.com is a great place to visit as well yeah and if if uh, listeners want to get in contact with you to to maybe engage you and then learn from you even more where where can they find you uh, of course uh, i can the easiest found from the email address, uh, which we can probably provide. So, yeah. you know, the Of course, happy to discuss all, all the aspects uh, concerning the, the broad elements of change management and also all the other leadership, uh, leadership kind of uh, aspects. Yes, and I know you've been heavily involved in digital transformation projects as well. We haven't talked so much about that, but that's a... Yeah. Hot topic, of course, right now, how to manage that change. Yes. True. So thank you very much for joining us today and talking about this super interesting topic. I'm sure people will uh, reach out. Uh, we will add your, your email address and contact details uh, to this episode so that people can get to it quickly and easily. So thank you very much. Great. Thank you. It was a great pleasure.